Bollocks exclusive. Here we are, episode 16. 16. Or is it? It's episode 16. Episode 16. Thirty flower here. It's me, CLB, and the one only man myth legend, world sensation, Mick the Busco McLaughlin. What's the story? <laughs> How are you, mate? Thanks I'm for coming in. Thanks for having me. Thanks hey, for coming in. Down, talk about it, to be honest. Yeah. That tune is yes, a cracker, uh, by the no, way. We're trying to get that on Spotify soon as well. Get it up. Get yeah. it up. <laughs> in. Yeah, you're a man in demand, Mick. I think every, yeah, every like, week. The busiest man in Ireland. Of, um, yes, it, it's kind of unreal, to be honest, in a way that I've been spent the last 10 bleeding years standing on Henry Street singing. Yeah, people have given the fiddlers look sometimes up. But these just, since this lockdown has happened and I got stuck in, in lockdown and started doing live shows on Facebook, I had to believe the world knows who I am. Yeah. Just because of music and ballads and because I sound like certain people. Look how you Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Ronnie Drew. But, you know, it's just, it's part of me. Dublin is part of me. We don't... You can hear it in your fucking voice. Else. I love being a Dubliner. Mm. You know what I mean? We got Pro Park. Yeah, <laughs> and you have six in a row. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Look it. He's a lot of jealous. We have the joy. You know what I mean? Because you have the river, not the river. Sorry, the old Troy Angle Canal. Jingle jangle one. Jingle that Or then, you know, it's part of being Dublin, like. Lovely to be, to be asked to be doing things like this because, as, as we say, I, I'm, I'm finding this all kind of holy shit. Like, so real, look, you know, when you see, when you see, when you, I, for instance, I was in coming to a car park one day, this car pulled up and this chap was telling us, Swear he had the scene of those, I'm not gonna know. No, I'm bad. You're the bus for answer. I was like, Yeah, oh, fucking hell, the lads are gonna go mad now. What's this? And you know, Took us yeah. it's fucking, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, it's nice, and then like certain things have happened over the last while that 
the video of me singing the old triangle walking up Henry Street because I wasn't allowed bus well you know Buscombe was, was was banned like the, the licenses were suspended because of Covid but you know oh you had to earn a crust yeah. fucking so, right job like, that's my job like oh yeah I am a bus guy like, you'll get used to the line like show me and parents are still getting used to it now it's lovely when, when people like see you going live say in town and they'll come in they leave that gaff mm. you know what I mean and, and come in and, and listen to me lawyer rather than watching me on Facebook that's nice like, that's why we can't wait to get back into a bill zone to get back into a venue somewhere and just wrap the socks out, like, you know what I mean? Love it, Mick. And, and just do it. And like, and then the, just the, the charity side of things, I like giving back. You know, it, it's just a right thing to do, like. Mm. You know, it, it, I was only saying it earlier on to, to the answer, like, the one that saved me life. You know, the reason I'm here, this woman. But I was only saying it to her earlier about, like, me. I'm only, like, a little fella, like, a little snot on the map of musicians, like, Lower, we're down kind of the lowest, the lowest one, like, bar bedroom singing, bus goes next, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, in, 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 the, in, the, in the kind of musical kind of way, like, and then you're going to get a residency somewhere in the public, and then you might get a good support gig with somebody, you could go somewhere, but, you know, the hierarchy of music, the like, and, uh, <laughs> all their mother, <laughs> And all that have all that money that think like they're helping people won't help people because they're mean. Fuck the lot of them. <laughs> Man, Let's lads. kick this week off. We uh, we took a break last week anyways, but we're set up now. Hopefully I heard me in high definition. This is my voice. <laughs> I might even start doing lullabies, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your first week now with the new mics and what a better time to go then play Mick McLaughlin with the guitar yeah. and everything else. So while buzzing, it, it's... It's good. We had a little break last week. We were going to do it in a couple of weeks. But listen, it's good to be back. And yeah, here we are. And we have to give a shout out to our own young Jamie. Yeah. Over there in the corner doing the sound. Look well, let's shut up, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's, let's kick it back off to where we left off, parents. The polls from... The polls from the previous week, we'll say, yeah? Let's so, go. Mick, see they're going now. Well, how, how they even explain? Listen, when you're out with the missus and you're going into town, you're doing a bit of shopping or you're getting the messages. Oh, old school getting the messages. If you're with yeah, them right now. Wait, no, I'm going to shop with the messages. Yeah, you're going, you're going with the messages. But but now, because it's... Yeah, wait, no, I'm going shopping. It's gentle you know, with me, that's kind of, what happens. Yeah, it, it's kind of all Americanized box, isn't it? <laughs> Americanized, you know I, mean? I love that. <laughs> I'm going shopping. Yeah. Look, you're going to get a message. Yeah. So you're, you're saying messages, Mick? Yeah, well, I'll go. Yeah, right, so Mick is saying messages. Listen, the poll was all jar. Shopping, 61%. Messages, 39% of people. Oh, a lot of people were messaging, messaging us saying, uh, <laughs> oh, no, my nanny says messages and all. That's, it, 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 it is. I didn't realise now until we put the poll out that it's actually an old school thing. Yeah. I thought it was, I don't know, I just thought it was a Dublin thing. It's actually old school. It's like... That's what they always said. Kind of years ago, you, you, you do a message for something. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You're going out with a message. They give you a note for the shop fella in the shop with a brown bag. And it was that was the message. You weren't allowed to say nothing to nobody what was in that bag. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so mm-hmm. that, but it was even like that for me growing up. Yeah, your man right down, get me 20 blue from Rachel. Yeah. And you yeah. can to the local shop, they give you 20 blue. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, yeah. little bastard like me, you'll suck the blade, get all your 20 blue. Yeah. <laughs> I think you get served 20 blue these days, only 27 blue. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. That was the days, man. Dude. Poor lad. Yeah. Have you got the, the next poll there, Calvin, no? No, bro, you have to resolve something, bad. not me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you pulled them up. Right, the next one is, knick-knack or udder. Yeah. That, that so was, was that your one? That was me, knock it, dolly, uh, Knock, knock and a bocker, knock a bocker, knock and run. Yeah. What is all that like? Do you know what I mean? Chillish, carry on. Then. It was knickknack, knickknack on nothing. Is what I should have put up. What, what was the result? I'll have the results and tell you exactly why. Ninety yeah. <laughs> percent of people say knickknack. Yeah. Even ten percent. Well, you was come and ask me bollocks. Ten percent of people, because that's a couple of hundred. It's a knickknack. It's, it's a knickknack all day. I've known a knickknack in a world. And then the song made obsolete knickknack. Paddywhack gave it that about. That's bullshit. There you go. Can't say nothing. Someone's done with it. Knock it all, you give it something to give it like a pound. I haven't done a knickknack in a while, and with everyone bleeding more from home in the pandemic, it's no better chance now to do a knickknack. Like, I'd hate to get a chase yeah. off somebody. We'll go after this show, after the podcast. Yeah, give a nice knickknack. I always do on the middle now. You look out for this little bastard. I'm going to get my little up the man. hole. But uh, Mick, quick question for you here. See you guys going when you were in school, yeah, and you want to take her off, yeah? What does it call that when you didn't go in when you're supposed to be in? I don't have the bone. Oh, oh, that's childish, Mick. Now, listen, we yeah, ain't the only podcast. Only you open with that song, Mick, we fuck you. It's going on the Mitch, going on the bunk, whatever. It's going on the Mitch. It's, it's, on, the, it's on, on the Mitch. Now, I tell you, we had, we had got well, the yeah. Mitch. What was the other one? You see, I'm old as fuck, lads. You have to understand, I'm 43, look. You're only a pup, you Mick. I mean? You're a little smelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're dead and going on the bunk. You're not caught, you got the bollocks knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> but what was, the, what was the one previous? So we had Mitch a bunk for this week, but what was the one previous to that? Mitchell Hop. Mitchell Hop, yeah, that was childish as well. Yeah, but Mitchell Bonk, the only reason why we did Mitchell Bonk then was because, Jim remember Jerry Redmond and all them boys from Blake, Crumbling, Killlock, where I'm not from. It's a dodgy area, and anyways, all them cunts are starting on us. So uh, we did it again, and Mitch, 88% of the people, Bonk, 12%. So it's twelve percent of our listeners are from Killlock. <laughs> basically, basically, yeah. So that's the results for them. Jumping into this week's zingers, Calvin. Right, I have a good one. Now, I, I, now I said this to Terence in the car on the way down. He's like, oh, tell us your zinger. And I was like, I'm not going to tell you because I've heard him say it before, right? When you go into the chipper, right? Oh, bro. Listen, and well, I know I'm getting roasted. He knows already. <laughs> he knows he's getting grilled. Yeah. Sitting here grilling people like George Foreman. <laughs> you ask for a bag of chips or a single? It's a single, boys. It's a bag of chips. What are you talking about? Bro, so what's a double then? Yeah, two bags of chips. <laughs> listen, no, give me. No, well, well, yeah, so two bags of chips. It's two singles, yeah. So well, what, you get a triple then? So three what? bags of chips, no, a triple, no, triple no, bag of chips. You get a card and a single. <laughs> And tell about the sizes and a single. Yeah. No, it's a bag of chips. No, I'd love to sit here and give you an explanation and tell you why. It's, I don't know. I just grew up going, go up to the shop and get me yeah. a single, therefore yeah. you got a clown yeah. behind the ear. Man, there's another thing I wanted to call people out on. I've seen people say a trail one or a trail. It's what a trail. It's, it isn't. It's bollocks. It's a trail. Ah, it's a trail. bollocks. It's a trail oh, one. So what, hang on. <laughs> it's a four and one and quadruple. <laughs> he's after stinging me yeah. <laughs> and that's why he's going to get you a 5-1 a 5-1 what's that then a I don't know it, is it a just Pentagon, is it? is it just because it's shorter yeah <laughs> I don't know so right so this week's singer is it a single or a bag of chips and then we'll do the other one is it a trio or a trio you had to hit me with two down you had to roast one me by my hand yeah <laughs> right but that's Calvin's tail slapped up my one here if you're going out with the boys, Mick, yeah, are you going for a drink or are you going for a gargle? Gargle. 
gargle all day, isn't it? Gargle, yeah. gargles. Yeah. gargles. Yeah. I think the girls, I think yeah. more the more the girls. Saying, oh, I'm going for a drink. They'll probably come to sell to it. Listen, you see someone drunk and you'll be like, oh, he's gargled. He's gargled, yeah. yeah. Is it a feminine thing to say, well, me and the girls are going for a few drinks? A few cocktails. And the boys go, we're well, going for a few gargles. A few daiquiris. Is it? Well, listen, we'll put it out there and anyways and we'll find out what the story is. Drink or gargle? Drink. Oh, hang on. Colin, what would you say? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Colin's a culture. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right, well that's that's them done and anyways we'll put them up the weekend and see what the story is. Right, so here we are. It's mad being back in the back in business house. Yeah, I know, that's the Now make say nothing about where we are, you'll get us oh, yeah. six months in the joy. Come here, shout out to Colin who set up the GoFundMe to get us this stuff, mate. Uh we said we named the microphones after you. So uh, we're sitting here with Colin's three arms in front of us, basically what, what it's like. Um, yeah, no, we appreciate it, and not only to him as well, to everybody that donated and stuff like that. At first we were a bit played sceptical, we were actually ratting, we were like, yeah. what the fuck? But now we're sitting here with the mics all saying, fuck it, isn't it? Yeah, it is what <laughs> it is. Up our neck and then we're up like, fuck it. Yeah. Like you you couldn't have us. Yeah, we couldn't have it. Uh, to make it a better thing. Big up to the man, same, I'd be lost without my supporters. Yeah. Social media has been so good to me. Yeah, especially and, you know, recently. People, you know, the click my links that, that share my bleeding videos that click my PayPal link. Legend, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. We yeah. couldn't have Mick the Busca in here recording it, they're a fucking phone. No, imagine that. Like episode one, we recorded it with little Sony phone That's on the, the kitchen. Sony was a Samsung phone. They're all the same, maybe they're all dirt. But we were recording <laughs> it, the one of them on the kitchen table for the fourth no, episode. I started off standing on the doorway with Rickety O just an old guitar. Yeah, but you were still good at singing. We still talk bollocks. Ah. <laughs> you know I mean? We are still talking bollocks. Yeah, we sounded yeah. like we were under the stairs, we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Harry Potter, they were the podcast. <laughs> Man, you want to talk about one or two things, Sounds, before we milked on to Yeah, the yeah, before we milked into the Mick Valley. We got a message there on Instagram. Uh, when went that message from yesterday, was it? About two or three weeks ago, no? Oh, was it? The... The one with the young fella uh, getting jumped on. Two weeks ago. Two, Two weeks ago. Yeah. I thought that was only recently. Sorry about that. But anyways, yeah, we'll jump into that one. Uh, a young fella just sent us a, a, a long message. I'm not obviously going to say his name or anything like that, but telling us he was going through St. Anne's Park there recently and got jumped on, stood all over, kicked around the park. And his mate, yeah. And his, him and his mate ran off, but he got caught. So when his mate came back then, the, the lads who were kicking him around said, if you come any closer, we're going to stab him. And he had a knife. And it's just like, he sent us that and said, listen, to highlight the fact of what the, the youths are like, not even the youths are what people are doing, like, it's not even, you can't even say nowadays, but either, because people are doing the years ago, but it's like, what the You thought fuck? we moved on with that, you yeah. thought like, as a society, we moved on. Oh, I yeah. literally thought, like, that doesn't happen anymore, yeah. like, you know what I mean, but it's, like, you don't saying that was two weeks ago, saying he was broke up, stuff like that, trying to be stabbed. And, uh, do you know what, they didn't even mock him. Normality in, in some sense. It, 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 they didn't do it just to take his phone or his wallet yeah. and leave him. They, they just wanted to give him a hug. They yeah. did it to be hard, man. Do you know yeah. what? Well, really, look, that's because I think we have a platform and there is something for us to talk about. And we have a platform for that younger generation, not the younger generation, but for young lads that are listening to us. Like, you're not going to get young lads sitting there listening to fucking Tommy Turner and stuff like no. that. But the boys that are whacking out 50 bags in the flats are listening. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck are you getting now with that, boys? Like, that is just. It's the biggest load of bollocks ever, yeah. look. Going around hitting people for nothing. The hard men. They were the proper way. Take it 
Take your fists. Yeah, yeah, but, but even show me young show me young players having a bout that like no. like but it's like the But that's it. In front and it's always in front of the boys. If he was walking, a fellow walks by on his own, a young steps out and hits him. You know what I mean? He's showing off in front of the other seven young lads. He's not. He's not hitting this fella to show that. Oh, look at that. Yeah, he's just acting that, acting that hard. And most of the time, the mates are standing there going, "I'm happy with you." Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy me there before Christmas, boys. Yeah, you actually wanted to talk about this before. Previously, I mentioned it. Yeah, yeah I did forget to mention. I had me just before Christmas there. My brother was playing the Gavin fella. Shout out to the Gavin fella, big balls. Yeah. But uh, he he was in hospital. Got brought to hospital one the night, and I said I was dropping down a charger or whatever. And I was walking down past Facebook. <laughs> I'm filming over this still. <laughs> Tell me up, please. Yeah, with the head just standing. At the top of his steps and I just walked past him he didn't take notice and one of them comes over and fouls me where I clap he didn't foul me but he gave me a noisy clatter in the side of the head for nothing like and you're like what the fuck now they told him look down with the head you know what I mean and whatever and whatever the loudest show he kicked off whatever we're not going to get into it but it's like what did he get yeah. out of that like do you know what I mean like coming out you fouled him you fouled him no no we won't we won't get into that but it's like why, why did that like I could have been like I, what I was thinking about after was I didn't really give a bollocks I'm like I'll yeah. take it I've took enough hiding in my life to be afraid yeah, of a clapper yeah, exactly. but that's what I was thinking after I was saying what if I was a different young player if I, if I was someone else there's other young players out there right quiet lads who sit there and think about that over and play it over the head be afraid to leave the gaff and stuff you're like what did he get out of that you know what I mean little shy bag no like we've all been in scraps before you know what I mean now I'm not I'm a lover I'm not a fighter myself the only fight I've ever been in is over my mates we won't get into names or details, but he knows who he is and if he gets himself over it. But, uh, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, you fight if you have to have a fight, but yeah. going out and hitting young in front of you doesn't well, show off, you know what I mean? You wouldn't do it if you, if you were on your own and he was on his own and the young turned around and said, who are you getting smart with? You'd fucking shit yourself then. Oh, and even if you walk with one or two other boys, uh, uh, would, like they're picking the tables now they're going up there, we're so bleeding, six, four, four, fridge, freezer. Yeah, you're not yeah, going to go up there. You're not saying that. You're, you're, you're not going to follow them, like, you know? You see, they learn the hard way. They learn a young friend, he takes his hop off and say, All Ireland MMA champion 2019. And Keith Crosby will come out of the woodworks and kick the coat down. I've seen a video on YouTube, there's a chap walking through the park and he's working along holding his girlfriend's hand and these two idiots, or three idiots, start acting the bollocks. With his fucking girlfriend, your man just drops the train. Yeah. Turns out he was a professional Russian heavyweight boxer. He was a professional <laughs> Russian. <laughs> he was born and raised in France, but he was a professional Russian. <laughs> Doesn't matter what he did, but once you're a professional Look, Russian. <laughs> Fuck that. I didn't know being Russian was a career. <laughs> the punches he hit this chap, these lads mad yeah. about these punches. Look, you know what I mean? Look, a question, man. That's even lower. Hint, like, sat on a fella where it's bored. Because yeah. you know quite well this fella is in a, a, a worse predicament then. Because yeah, what does he do? He has to be set for himself. He can't, he can't just throw a dig and leg it, he has hold there, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That actually... This I act, stand in front, take it and then get hold of it. This actually happened to me a few weeks ago, walking through town, me and me board, and uh, we were walking down O'Connell Street, it was about a month ago, and these two big huge fellas, they were about 100 metres in front of me, but I could see them looking at me, right? And then I felt how she was on my side, and she got tight at me, and I was like, she can see these fellas <laughs> looking at me as well, and I was like, bollocks! So I was like, who the fuck? I didn't know who they were here. I was like, who the fuck are you? And you were big fellas now. They were taller than me. They were easy, six, three, six, four, right? And I was like, bollocks. And they want towards me. They're staring at me. And she's getting tighter. So she's getting anxious as well. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do here? So uh, they're walking close, they're walking close. And they look and go, ah, talking bollocks. <laughs> and I swear, they're relief. <laughs> they're fucking relief. And then I was like, oh, how are you, pal? 
When you are walking up and you feel like you're about being a strength, you're gonna get nervous, oh, yeah, but don't give a bollocks. Yeah, you get, you get a little feels going, whatever, whatever, but when, no, when you think someone's gonna hit you, you panic, you're like, ah, oh, you bastard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? What are they going to do? Jimmy or no? 
Yeah. yeah. So we were brought up like that, to respect people, to understand people. You know, everyone is different. No one is the same. Rich or poor, you're still fucking flesh and blood, you know. Yeah, we all show it the same. You know, and then when you look, I've been up the top of the world, you know what I mean? I've been down in the gutter. Even when I was down in the gutter, I was still looking up at the stars, you know what I mean? Yeah. Love you know, that. Oscar Wilde. Yeah. <laughs> I've got that hanging on my wall. Love it. But I, look, I shouldn't be here, lads, you know what I mean? I should be fucking dead. The, the first lockdown last year nearly killed me. I tried to kill myself twice. Mm. I'm literally fucking dead. 120 day fires and a bottle of vodka and I poxy woke. We talked to us about that, Mick. What, what, what brought you to that, like? How'd you end up in that position, like? Take it back like, a bit, actually. Yeah, like, come back, come back to the start, yeah. Your, your, dad's, your dad's pushing you with music. No, it's not that he was pushing me. It was just, it was... It, it was, was encouraging you. The option was always there. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was always, it was always music. Yeah. And then it kind of, I grew, I, I went through life growing up and kind of... What was the teenager is like? Well, you got the skill. Teenage years, I was a blocker. Yeah,いやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやいやい
So you didn't need a clatter or a belt no, of a snooker cue in the back of that. No, I didn't get a belt, and that was the end of it. <laughs> that done. was the way it was in the 80s, look. Then you kind of realised I'm not fucking doing that again. <laughs> but, my dad, he brought me up, and my mum was always around me. They're always there for me. Look, my mum now is still alive. My mum's 81, my dad's 83. Look, they're still going. Brilliant. You know, and without them, I'd be fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My mum was, they were always there for me. Even when I, when I fucked up, look, my dad was always there, always had me back, no matter what. Remember the first time I realised I got a dig in the mouth off this fella years ago and I went home snapped the lights like the fuck this can't give me a dead fire like and went back to me dad then I says right man tell me who this young was never like my dad never like kind of went rolled across the road saying a man my dad bleeding up and I'm six feet up in the air <laughs> 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 you have a good name my son again, you little bastard. He's just not right, got fucking face. And tell your dad, he knows where I live. He wants to come and have a chat with me. And that was it. No one ever has that to me again. And I mean, the no one, nobody that. ever gave me any shit ever again. Mm. And not that I gave anybody a reason to give me shit, but there was nobody ever walking up to me, giving me a slight dig just because they were a country. Yeah. Well, that happens to me an awful lot. I think it's because of a fat nose, Mick. I used to get it. I used to get a buzz out of going through the park, like, say, and coming home from somewhere and I'd have my guitar with me. See all the lads in the park drinking the flags on, smoking the hash and all. They'd sing a few songs, you know. <laughs> and I would, the big fucking song, boys, like. Yeah. You know, yeah. the few of the boys. And it was, we always, I'd take the piss out of them. But they'd take it in good stand, and I was always going bleeding arsehole. What are you slagging in for, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then yeah, sitting there laughing and I'm slagging everyone else, but it comes to the old one, you don't like it. Fuck off. Yeah. And then guess what? You're a fucking cry bar. <laughs> you know, I mean, you get the mask, taking the boys to play and have a mob boss, you know what yeah. I mean? But, look, yeah, life can kill up as good. It was, it was genuinely good. It was, I don't know what that's bad and ups and downs and fucking, but yeah, I, I had a good life. I, I was kind of, yeah, lucky. So, so come here, you were, you were in this band that he's wasn't shy, but he's were decent enough. What happened from there? Tell us from there. Yeah, we were playing that place for quite a while. We played it, and your man offered us to play a regular team, look. Cancelled this album. We played there every Friday for for ages. For a few bob. Yeah, we were we were charging for it at the door. Big Pat McCarthy, fucking down the door. Nobody <laughs> messed with Paddy. It was playing great. He was, yeah. he, one of one of one of one of my closest friends now still. Like, and you know, he was just a big man. Mm. You know what I mean? Paddy said they're not coming in. They're not fucking coming in. And that was the end of me. Didn't argue with him. You know, <laughs> one of them he cuts. didn't give him a five. He weren't coming in, so. You know, and Paddy used to do the dog, Paddy used to look after us. Somebody that the bollocks with us while we were up on stage, you you just look, Paddy be storming through everyone, you get hoofed out the door, you're not coming again. Hmm. And, you know, just we, we play and we, we were doing loads of stuff, and then two of the lads, well, the, the Connect, we were doing gigs, and then Australia came onto the market, and, you know, the lads, we broke up, and I come on to get up on music then for, Jesus, 10 years. Did you, Mick? Yeah. yeah so what like, ages are you talking between here? Like, 18 to... Six, 17, 16, 17. To your mid-20s then? To, yeah, to my mid-20s. And then life, like, took hold. I had a kid and shit got, like... You know, shit got real. Yeah. You know, like, now my daughter's played in 19 and I'm becoming a granddad. Brilliant. Oh, so yeah, yeah. Big up, you know what I mean? Big up to Laura. Congratulations. And, uh, 
you know what I mean? And you know, and it's 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 cool, you know. Um, it's nice. Mm. But when I gave up on music, and I just it was just one day everything just went tits up, and I ended up sleeping and living in my car. You know, I fucking I was living in my car for ages, and then I went to live in my mask. I was just sitting in my that one day, had me guitar. My dad was at the point me this new Mac Bryant's guitar for Christmas. And I said, fuck this, I'm coming to town. Bought every bollocks. I said, I'm just coming to town. Mm. Just had it in my head. Come to find you over the bus. Went down, walked down Henry Street. Breaking it. Yeah. Looking at all the pink cones everywhere. Stood outside the little fucking uh, Firex at the side of Max Spencer's. Put my guitar case down. I just went for it. Two and a half hours of sitting there, standing there singing me bleeding hard out. Mm. It was worth it. I made a few quid, went home, counted me a few quid. Where did you get that? I'd have done a bit of busting. What? No way. So I just went in. It was automatic. I was getting up every day that I was just going in. Yeah. That was my a kind of therapy in a way. It was nice just to get out and let fucking rip. Yeah. And then I started meeting people. You know, people, I'd noticed certain people, I'd noticed they were saying hello to me every day. Because they were passing me every day. You know, and they were coming over, started to talk to me and asking me certain questions, you know, as long as hello who I was and security fellas and all, but getting curious, the coppers. You know, everyone kind of, because I was there every day, I just became part of fucking Henry Street. Like, Everyone noticed when Mick wasn't there. Yeah. Do you get me? And then when I come back the next day, say, mate, I might take two days off. And there would always be somebody, where the fuck have you been in the last two days? <laughs> you know what I mean? I just had a day off. Like, yeah. Fucking cheeky. Well, it's nice to feel important oh, like that. And you know that people just wanted to see and wanted your presence and wanted to hear you. And, and it's nice to hear when people actually miss me, you know? Yeah. Like, you'd say, look, I was in town and we get... Somebody might mention me in a comment or something, you know what I mean? I was in town today. It's not the same without me yeah. in town, you know what I mean? And it's lovely. But we're, we're posting. I was literally just me and a guitar, and then the whole amp thing started to to fucking seep in, you know? And I'm kind of listening to playing. Fuck, like. People, I noticed then people were less and less coming to me. Mm. Well, past me, less and. They were, there was crowd building, and I'm kind of. And there was a man, Archie, used to pass me every morning. And he'd buy me coffee, he'd give me a fiver. And every morning, six days a week, I got off, Archie buy me coffee and give me a fiver. And he used to have to sing Death in the Rogues Galileo for him. And he'd go off to work happy as fuck. And this would come on, jeez, I was a dog, I was singing this song with this man for about a year and a half. Then I noticed he didn't, it was just, Sometimes, I don't know, it was kind of midweek then. I'm saying, actually, I'm saying it went a couple of weeks, went past. And then he arrived back to me. He says, all right, I was on holiday. He says, why are you trying to show you on me, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he had a receipt. And I said, he says, yeah, that's for you. I'm not giving you a fiver today. You're not going to cost me a Jesus fortune. I'll explain to you tomorrow. A receipt for the music shop. For an amp. A fucking microphone. Oh. Uh, fucking new. I had to buy a new guitar. Leads. Everything I fucking needed to compete with the noisy guns. 
Fuck yeah. Because yeah. I told them before they went on his holidays that I was thinking of jacking it in because I can't afford all You couldn't game. compete. I priced it with mad money. I wasn't making that kind of money. So I couldn't afford it. I was just, I, they were just doing me out, you know. And he went out of the goodness of his heart and paid and bought my very first hand. That's unbelievable. And later on, but the next day I found out why. He won a few quid on the lotto. <laughs> Lovely. And he'd only won some. And according to him, he was a bollocks. <laughs> so, because I made his day every morning, made his morning that little bit better going into work. That's what he done for me. So that was nice every day. And I was learning a better version of the song all the time for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, Getting yeah. better and better and better. Well, why don't you give us a rendition of it there? Go on. Go on, man. It Love it, Calvin. Good thinking to you, it was just lovely. But just before I sing this, because I want to dedicate this to Artie. About six months after I had a young man me. Anne said to me, Mick, isn't it? And I'm looking at him. He says, yes, he's, do you remember Artie? She said, dear boy. He says, he passed away. Oh, oh He says, his last words to me last night was, if you get anyone else other than Mick McLaughlin to sing at me funeral, I'll fucking haunt you. <laughs> and he came down to tell me that Archie had passed away. It broke me fucking heart. Yeah. To say that the man who had stuck his neck out of me the very first time had, had gone. And I went and I sang his funeral. And it was fucking... It was... It was so fucking surreal and so much of a pleasure to sing at this man's saying goodbye to, to his loved ones in a way that there wasn't very many people there as I said he didn't have very much family but it was nice for him to want me to sing him out of this world you get me? so you're building up relationships with these people but, that only you know about like yeah. his family didn't know how big of a relationship he had with no, you no yeah. but that's that was the lovely thing and yeah. I was asked to speak in the church and I literally Told us what I told them what I told you, you know? Yeah. So this one is For Archie. For Archie. The one that had faith in me before anyone else did. Someone 
Just remember the alternatives For I remember when I was lonely and unhappy And my lips were cold as ice then you kissed me in good heaven Now I'm here in paradise Oh, if ever I'm not kissing you and Looking in your eyes I won't be lying And I won't cry But look up Is that the song you sang at Sunro? Yeah. Yeah, fuck me, man. That, it was a song that him and his, it was, how he got to sing that song from all the time was, it was his wife's favourite song. Yeah. When she heard, and it was only out a while when, that, when she heard it, and it just became her song. And she passed away, and that's the way, it's stuck, it's stuck he, it's just stuck <coughs> yeah. with him. And the fact that he heard me singing it the first time he heard me singing it, like, it was like, holy Jesus. You know, he'd only ever heard that kind of rock singing it. So know? just by chance, like you happened to be playing it one day. It just happened to be, we're busking, it's the right song at the right time. Yeah. You hit the right person. It's, it, man, it means so much to them. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about music. Is, you, ever, you ever been somewhere and you hear a song that takes you back to somewhere? Oh, yeah. yeah. And you always remember where you were the first time you heard a certain song or a certain event happens in your life and you can always remember the song that's playing in well, the background. of a sense, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it is. There's, there's certain songs and you kind of just go, like Lou Reed's perfect day always reminds me of train spot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when you have the bleeding spinners and you're just lying there and you feel like you're sinking down into the bed. But you know what? And it's just the same songs bring back memories to everyone. So sure. it, it, it'd be like the Toy Story song with yeah. Edward, obviously. Aye, yeah. <coughs> on the Lewis. Right? So we'll, we, we'll touch on that though because that's obviously what that means to me. Like when I hear the Toy Story song, we'll cancel. Right, I don't know where we're at the main there. Yeah? Me and Calvin had to have a slash show. Listen, I just thought I'd fill you in and let us know the story. Actually, Mick, you piss in the shower. Real quick, sorry, this just came into oh, my head. Oh, yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, no, it's all going down the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> you piss in the toilet, you flush it. It goes down into the same vein as your piss water in the shower. Exactly, it's good for the environment, yeah. you know what I mean? You're saving eight litres of water by not, not flushing the toilet. <laughs> right, well, listen, that was just off in a quick one there, just popped into my head. I, I just thought I'd ask him, man. No, I wouldn't piss in the bad toilet now. That, that, that's what's it, people. 
<laughs> but anyways, before we went for the slash, uh, we were talking about, obviously, the viral video of Mick and my little brother on the lotion, how songs can bring you back to a moment, and that's what I'm saying, that Toy Story song that he yeah. plays in that video. Whenever I hear that for the rest of my life, I will think about that moment. Yeah. Although I wasn't there in the flesh, that's my little brother, I've seen the video, I posted the video, stuff like that, you know what I mean, and it'll stick with me for the rest of my life. Mick, talk to me about that day. Yeah. Um. As you, you probably know from your ma, mm. um, I, I see Edward all the time in town, you know, and I'd love seeing him coming, you know, and it was just, I hadn't seen him in, in months because of the lockdown, because I hadn't been in town, um, and I decided to flow into town, got the Lewis from Bloombridge, and I'm sitting right down the back at the end of the Lewis, there's, sorry, man. I thought I heard something that kind of put me I was literally about to put my headphones on and I heard it again. I was like, oh no, that squeak. <laughs> That's me pad. So I kind of told, walked down and it was, I seen a man, I was like, damn me, but delighted I was, I seen him. And he just kind of looked at me like, you can see, I was like, That's fucking Mick. <laughs> I was like, what's the story looking? I was jumping to your man, he just, he was looking, I knew it. I just knew the way he was looking at me. He want me to sing for you, don't you? Mm. And I just there was says, right, what we do, Woody? What we do, Woody, pal, will we? <laughs> and that's just that. It's like turning a light bulb on. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Well, just no, the face, it's yeah, like yeah. literally his whole face just illuminated. It, it's, I'm, I'm going to give some stones you know, out now. I did it. Yeah. I honestly didn't even realise him. Because I was so bit into singing for Ed. For Edward, you know what I mean? And it was just... I didn't even realise your man had, had, had... That's what, I've seen the odd one or two where uh, he just you know? out there saying, oh, he, he did this to go for it, he did this on, on purpose. Like, for anyone who doesn't know, my brother has non-verbal autism and Mick obviously knows since he's a baby, as he said, and that day in the lowest, my man told me that Mick had no clue she was rec- that, he was, that she was she recording. Was recording yeah. Do you and, know? And it was, it was, I was till later on that evening on Facebook, I got tagged in and I was kind of going, I was like, fuck, no way. I had deadly. It was actually, was it your oh, Instagram? Po- oh, he posted it, yeah. Instagram, so yeah. the video's still on Terence's Instagram. So yeah. the video's still on Terence's Instagram. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. and it was lovely. It was it was so nice. I do it in, in town. You see a lot of kids, and you, 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 I, I'll just turn around into my microphone and go, "Sorry about this, parents. I'm about to wreck every single one of your heads." And I'll bloop the rock and, and rock out baby shark. Yeah. In the middle of town, you know what I mean? You see all the kids stop and then their fingers are gone. And all the parents are looking at me, going, "You good wanker!" And it's it's you have to. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's people that, there's I know buskers that wouldn't give kids the steam and are pissed themselves up their own asses, you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's what it's all about. That's why I love so you much, know, it, It's yeah. fucking, I time for everyone. Mm. I know what it's like for, you know, kids, fucking homeless people, drunk people. I was homeless myself, I know what it's fucking like. So it's not nice like, for me to... Go, oh, I have a few quid now, fuck you, you can't take. Mm. You know, and it's not, look, I'm, I, I like giving back. If, if it wasn't for the people that out there giving me what they give me, you know what I mean? I'd be fucking 
mm. and the breadline, you know. So why don't I look at someone and say, rather than go, please stay in that country, let the people down. Yeah, exactly. Go and say, here, pal, are you all right? And I've heard people, I've heard people say to me, like, they're dying sick, and, you know, and, yeah. well, no, here, go for it. No, but yeah. same with, like, with Edward, the video, the whole thing, the, the song, the, the whole thing, the, 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 the response, reaction you got the response from it. was phenomenal, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, It was absolutely mind-blowing, yeah. to be honest. Like, to see the amount of people that shared it, that the reached out to me, stuff. the comments, the, you know, there's yeah. so much, like, mm. realising, holy shit, look, it's only, I, to me, it was just me singing for me pal. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the way I see Edward, and Edward's me pal, like, end the story, like. Yeah. Um, and I love seeing him, I absolutely, and then, you know, for for me to do that, and just to join this face, that set me up for the day, man, I was walking along, tipping my heels <laughs> down the streets, you know what I mean? It's, mm. it's nearly scary, because the first time I've seen I'd never actually met that brother, turn yeah. oh yeah, man. Yeah, but I knew obviously knew who she was. I knew what the story was. But then when you're singing and you see the reaction in your brother's face, yeah, it, it literally, yeah, it, it gives you a freak. You can see what it does to him. You can see what it does. Do you know what I mean? As you said, he's non-verbal autistic. Yeah. It's very hard to communicate with him. But when he hears his song well, and he yeah, reacts that, to it, that's that's his song. Hell. Every he knew, time yeah. I've been playing it since. It, 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 it's he's in my head, and it's that when I get to that certain little point, is that. Ah! Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to check the video. Well, yeah. Check the video. What we'll do is we'll, we'll uh, reshare onto the talking bollocks story uh, the weekend or whatever when we're putting the pods and stuff like that. Just so everyone can see who hasn't seen it. Who doesn't if follow you have me. anyone that hasn't seen it, send it to them and tell them if they don't like. If they don't, watch, <laughs> this gets if no they emotion. Watch, if they don't watch the video and they don't like and share it, that somewhere in the great big outdoors. A fairy is going to die, and we don't want fairies to die. So when you watch the Hope video, you have to clap. Yeah. But all the bells is that they're killing all the fairies, so we have to clap for the fairies <laughs> as well. But uh, real quick, you, um, we're gonna get Mick to play that uh, the Toy Story song now. But just uh, uh, real quick, you were saying that you were homeless stuff like that. We're gonna touch on that after you play this song. So yeah. play this song for the people. Let us hear you, and we'll touch on that then. Here we go. Got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. 
Carl Edward. And all the little superheroes out there, no matter what, always got a friend of me. Oh, no. Unbelievable. Goosebumps like potatoes on my back. And it's potatoes, not potatoes. Fuck the lorries. Sorry, Connor. Potatoes. B R D R T R T O S. Yeah, listen, that was absolutely unbelievable. Very emotional. As I said, after the song, we were going to jump in. You also said something about. I've seen a video of you on Facebook there. Uh, a while ago talking about mental health yeah. uh, and having a chat about that and you know, just had a, a little say there about being homeless and stuff like that do you want to touch on that? yeah head? look mental health and homeless is coming hand in hand yeah like I became homeless and yeah I kind of hit it well right. you know in the sense that I didn't let anyone know I was homeless because <laughs> I was too just putting the guitar down. I was too proud to uh, admit that I was homeless. So I kind of I was doing the whole, I was staying in hostels or, you know, I was cleaning myself up, back out brand new next morning, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just getting over it. And just things start getting in me, you know me, my mental health started to suffer. Um, had a breakdown. Just literally just knocked me for six, didn't know my arse and my elbow, you know. Um kinda got on with it. Gone through the mill in various fucking stages of my life, um ups and downs and ins and outs and self doubt was the worst part. Mm. You know, especially when you're homeless. Yeah. Especially when you wake up <laughs> some mornings. After not getting a hostel, that's a shipping. Because I was lucky enough that all my equipment was, as a friend of mine had a shop and he'd mine me stuff for me, I was lucky. Sometimes I wasn't lucky enough to get into a hostel and you'd have to find somewhere. Yeah. You'd find the, the night, the ones that were out, you know, helping people and, uh, and the night teams or whatever, and you'd, you'd be lucky to find them, get a sleeping bag. Or, you know, you, and, you find with homeless people they look after each other in a way because when I got to where I, I thought I was going to sleep it was kind of yeah you can't sleep there oh sorry you know and then it kind of now you're a homeless man I started with us you know what I mean we look after you and these three lads they were they'd see me busking all the time I'd see them and have a chat with them and you know, it kind of hit them hard that I was homeless. In a way that you're out busting them on, you're still, like... It enabled me then to kind of admit to them that they were well, they were able to walk around and admit freely they were homeless. I couldn't know. Mm. So I did. And a lot of people found out that I was actually homeless and were kind of... A lot of people turned their backs on me. By the way, I'm putting two fingers up to the microwave, to the, mic- <laughs> to the microphone. But, um, you know, a lot of people had me back. I didn't realise how much support I had out there. But I got stuck into this hole. I got I got myself out of the hole. And Boston kind of helped me. I, I, I found my way. And then with this whole lockdown thing, that kind of 
rendered me alone again, if you get me, in my head. Because I ended up, I had a choice, going back to being homeless or moving to the asshole in nowhere in a little log cabin on my own. So I made that choice a week before the lockdown. Thinking I'll, I'll spend a week out here, but don't like it. I can go back to the city. Lockdown happened. I got stuck out there. Took a toll on me. Big time. Big time. No, no interaction. Paranoia. You know, this whole fucking COVID thing started to creep in on me like maybe this is just killing people. Like, when are we fucking home? What if we do you out here? What if we get it? You know? And then self doubt was, was, was the worst part. Realising or thinking to myself that I was worth fuck all I'd let me kid down. And, you know, I'd, I'd fucked up in its unbelievable sense that I realised that. I made my way into town and I bought as many tablets as I could get. Amounted to what you'd say about 120 D5s. And I went back. And throughout the course of an hour, I swallowed every single one of them and washing it down with vodka. Sat on the couch, drifted off. Found myself drifting off. I knew I was gone. 12 o'clock the next day, a poxy woke up. I woke up and puked everywhere. This pool of fucking molten fucking Valium and every mad shit that was like... And that made me realise that I wasn't supposed to go. If 120 Valium and a bottle of bleeding vodka is not going to kill me, what is a man's immortal? Bring a Mac truck on and have a shot at that, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it's still, I was still suffering inside. I was still, still suffering because there's a stigma with lads because my lads were not allowed to talk. Yeah. Bollocks. I have a fucking Facebook page called Big Boys Do Cry because we fucking do. Shouldn't have to do it when we're in bed or behind closed doors, lads. We all have problems. You know, I suffer with my mental health. And most days I, I doubt myself. This morning, I'm giving up. Said it to me, answer. I've had enough of music. I'm going, I'm giving up. I'm fucking, I've had enough. Just, I have them days, you know. I, I, and and I, I'm always thinking. And it, but just with the mental health kind of side of it, it did take its toll. And then I had a bad breakdown. Like I had a bad, bad breakdown. And I kind of forced myself to snap out as best I could and just get on with it for the sake of getting on with it there was people reaching out to me there was people boosting me with messages and fucking I have tattoos on my fingers and these are down to the answer a lot of people get love and hate tattooed on their fingers I've got love and I've got hope I just thought you were a big fan of Nidge to be honest with you nah, <laughs> um, fucking and that reason is because of the answer Jordan Mm. Who's our other half? Jeez, my girlfriend, my best friend, my be all and end all of fucking everything. Like, um, she reached out to me in a way to not make the bus guys. You get me? Yeah. She made me get past that whole I make the bus guy and show me who Mick McLaughlin was. Show me what I was worth inside. And 
enabled me to fucking realise that I had a point to life. I had a fucking reason to be here. And one reason for particular was to love her. And for allow her to love me and enable me to love myself. And get what... Now, don't get me wrong. It, it, it done my health, mental health a world of good. To have that one... One fucking strange person, strange eyes, you get me? That would put a neck out for me. But not make the busker. Make McLaughlin. She told me that she'd been watching me busking for six years. And they've always wanted to come out with me. You know what I mean? The time was right, she said. She, lad, she saved me fucking life. I owe this woman everything. You know, and she's the reason I struggle. I strive to struggle on, you know. I love when people that send me messages on, 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 on any various platform, you know what I mean? The big boys do cry or whatever. And they'll say that they'll admit it. The fact that I might have, they might have seen my video talking about mental health and talking about the fact that somebody, it doesn't matter what, it take one split second to change somebody's mind. Somebody could be on the brink and just giving up and you could just acknowledge them and look at them. Give them a wink or a nod, a tip of the hat, a hello even. Simple hello can save somebody's fucking life. Hello, you look like you're having a bad day, pal. I know we can't do this during COVID, but I love hugging people, do you get me? So you'd see somebody having a bad day and you'd look at them and you go, do you want a hug? And that will change their whole fucking psyche. That could save their life. That could make them realise. Jesus. I come down the road realised I was having a bad day and give me a hug. Maybe if I go home and my mum might recognise that I'm having a bad day and my board and my fella might fucking go, yeah, I might go, Bill, no, I'm not actually. This is what's wrong with me. And that's the problem. People are afraid to talk. So, like, if there's anyone out there that's struggling and, and is having problems, hit me up. Send me a message on Facebook in either platform and on my own page and then see me in town. Come up to me, ask me, make an album, have a chat with you. I'll never say no. Because Leonce never never said no to me. She gave me a reason to fucking survive and uh, I have a mount, I'll use it. Came like oh, homeless people I hate, I fucking hate when people walk past them and look down on them, you know, and you hear some old bleeding battering them fucking hell busybody that look at the state of him like and would he do this monkey one yeah he's got monkey one the chap has nowhere to live like look at you and your pride and guilty bleeding going into fucking harness to spend too much money that you, you haven't even earned you know what I mean and you're looking down on a homeless man who wouldn't even give him the price of a cup of tea that sickens me to look down look thinking and no one is better than anyone else yeah look some, some people only have more money that's money. I don't know bollocks about money. Makes it, makes it life, yeah, it makes life a bit better. But sometimes, it does, it's not, it's the ruination of the world. And then, worrying about money gets on your brain. Worrying about not having money or worrying about, of a bill coming. What am I going to do? Stresses, the mental health system in this, in this, in this, in this city, in this fucking country is deplorable. You're waiting weeks and weeks to talk to somebody Weeks ain't gonna be good for somebody. If somebody rings a helpline, you don't say, "Well, we'll get you an appointment in two or three weeks." They could be dead in two fucking minutes, in two days. That that you need twenty-four hour, twenty-four-seven access to mental health programs in this town. 
So if somebody can ring up at 10 o'clock at night or 2 o'clock in the morning and be seen and being helped and being helped and within an hour. Because within that hour they can take that volume or take that overdose or take that rope or that cord or that fucking step. That's one step too far. Thinking. Well, nobody gives a fuck. Four weeks for an appointment. Fuck that. I want to stop people from saying fuck that. Come and see me. My phone number is public on my fucking Facebook. My email address is public on my Facebook. Don't suffer. And think nobody gives a fuck. Because I do. I give a fuck about people's mental health. Because I know what it's like to have to suffer. Whether you're a man, you're a woman, you're a child. I cry. I cry twice today. Don't care. And I probably, I will cry. I don't give a bollocks. Because it eats and release. I used to cut myself. To release. Still do sometimes. Pain is some release. But music is better. But don't suffer in silence. Don't take that step. That's one step too far. Because I've been there. I've been past that point of no return. And for some reason I'm still fucking here. So don't get to that point of no return because you mightn't be lucky enough like me and get that chance to fucking return. And then you have to, f- to fall in. Your kids left behind. Your family. Your man. Your mates. Worrying about what did I do wrong not to help them? Why did they have to do that without coming to me? I've been in that situation too. And it's not nice because you think you've no one to turn to. You end up in that dark place. You know there's a light switch somewhere but there's some big fucking cunt standing in your way and you're afraid of him. That's depressing. And then his mate standing beside him is called anxiety because he's looking at you and you're going, oh, I don't like the look at him. Fuck that, I'm going around the other. But there's other fucking two mates around the corner as well and they're waiting for you. And it's always waiting. But you need that self-power to just realise, I can't do this on my own so I need to fucking find somebody. So come and find me. I'll talk to you. You don't even have to tell me your name. Bring me. I won't want to know. But just let me help you. Oh. I actually... I am at the having shivers up my back for... The last however long that's had to be an awful. I can see in Calvin's face he's a bit emotional right now also. Um, da. Wow. I don't actually... How do you follow something like that up? I don't actually know what to say, Mickey. You are an absolute legend, a gentleman. Well, look, at, <coughs> you can tell he's speaking from experience. Uh, people, yeah. We've said it on this this podcast plenty of time. We're oh, trying to... me scars with tattoos. That's why I have loads of tattoos on my arms. I run now space to draw on poor Mickey. I've yeah. fucking, <laughs> I've publicly admitted I wanted to die. I tried to do it. I have a reason to be here, so... Yeah. Let me be your reason to, to reach out and go, I can't do this anymore, because... Guess what? You fucking can. Well, look, Mick, that's what we're... That's what... Listen, we, we shut up the podcast, and from day one we said we wanted uh, people from our area or people that are sort of rags to riches in any sort of sense, and not from a microtel Ferrari, but from in the gutter yeah. to, to make them out alive and stuff like that. And what... It, it got more serious than that after a couple of episodes in terms of people reaching out to us and saying that we're making them feel better, that they're depressed and that they're suffering and 
And what we're trying to do here as well is break the stigma around men crying or talking or you don't need drugs to talk or you know stuff like yeah. that and that's, that's the stigma we're trying to break you don't even have to tell me your name exactly like you want to reach out to me reach out to me it's 2021 you don't need to be going through this stuff on you your own I mean? yeah. if you feel that bad make up a bogey Facebook page ring me on that on Messenger don't tell me who you are but please don't suffer I'm better look I'm, I'm, I'm fucking I'm, I'm, I'm everyone's from like I'll, I'll, I'll fucking do my best and if I can find some professional help and get you there I don't know I'll make them phone calls for you I'll put, put the pressure on just just come to me look. build a statue I'll of Mick the Busker on Henry Street now fuck it pour it in build that statue I'm setting a petition after this podcast my god the man is a living legend we said it once on this podcast before and we'll say it again we'd rather sit here and listen to your story than listen to someone tell a fight you know what I mean it's, exactly there's, there's plenty of avenues out there to go down you don't need to go down the wrong one reach out to someone let them know how you feel and trust me people say a problem talk about the problem half it definitely fucking is you realise when you get it off your chest do you know what? Actually, it's not that bad now that I put it out there in the open and I've heard it said back to me, we can help. There is help out there. The obstacle in your way that you think is stopping you being happy, it's actually not that big and it can be broken down and people can help you. Like, I've, I've been on the other side of that obstacle myself. I've said it publicly on this. I've cried on this podcast before. I still suffer through. I still have my dark days. Yeah, we all do. Mick is talking. Mick has went that one step further and he's came back from it. Um, you've heard you hear all stories about people who maybe they just needed a bit of a they needed a bit of encouragement they needed an arm around the shoulder they took it that step too far. Uh, I've heard of people, make yourself included, just now who who've tried to take their own life and they've regretted it. So imagine the many people out there who aren't with us who who would love to be here. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. And you realize life is delicate and we are on a knife edge. It's a balance that you can life can be took away from you in an instant. And maybe I didn't need to go that far. Someone may have took uh, too many tablets when they didn't need to take them too many tablets. It just wanted it. It, it was a cry for attention. Yeah, it was a cry for attention gone too far, and they wanted to wake up the next day, but they wanted to wake up the next day with people standing over them saying, "Are you okay?" But instead, just people are standing around, are bleeding, coughing, and they're on a bleeding wake. Then you know. So look at we we try our best to get back to everybody on this page. We know we're helping people. Um, we. As Tarnan said, this podcast was started kind of to show, show a light on the rags to riches. And that wasn't to really highlight on other than no matter where you are in life, there was someone out there in a worse position that's come over. So where you are, you can come over and you can turn your life around. Mick, you're a prime example of that. Um, so tell us, Mick, how you came out of homelessness, how you got back on your feet then. So what was that like? Coming out of homelessness, yeah, it was a hard fucking... It was kind of, I've saved me bollocks off, like, I was busking like shit, like, you know, and, um, just got a place and kind of got my head down, that kind of went pear-shaped then, I was just, you know, there were certain things that happened, but when I met Leontje, it all changed, my whole way of thinking changed, and, you know, I was still kind of homeless in a sense that I was couch jumping and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. That's, you, you realise it's hard to even get back into normality when you've been homeless. Do you get me? You mm. used to live in from a bag. Are you like institutionalised 
Oh, I liked living that way. I liked living that way. I think that's a case of it's always easy to reminisce back on something and go ah sure look I'm here now I wish I should have did this I wish I should have did that but when you're back in that moment you're probably saying fuck I'd love to have a gaff to go there so it goes hand in hand like I would have been happy like Harry Potter under the fucking (laughs) stairs no but the reason why I said institutional is because you see people when they come out of prison after doing like a big stint in prison they're so used to that and they they don't know how to integrate back they don't know what TikTok or that is the boys come out they're like what's a TikTok you have to explain everything they're back into society and they don't what oh, to do with that new day today. It's, so, it's a tough um, kind of transition. The process. It's a tough transition in, 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 in from it. Like, you, you'll see, I've known lads that were full-blown homeless, you know, living on streets and in tents or whatever, and they, they'd get a place. And you see, they them up two or three weeks and then five or six weeks later, homeless again. Couldn't handle that. You know what I mean? The responsibility of the bills and it would overwhelm them. Now, fuck that box. You know what I mean? Back homeless. And that's the tough bit. That's where they need a bit more you support know, in that area. Homeless people need a lot of support. Yeah. Mm. It, it's not just soup runs and bleeding and, and, and stuff like that. There's, there's a lot of people out there that depend on the system. And sometimes the system lets them down. Because there aren't enough beds in this fucking town. To give us this reason that there's not enough beds is bollocks. Prioritise. And I don't want to be sound bad, but look after our own first. Mm. You know, there's, 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 there's people that are homeless 10 years. You know, living in B&Bs or living in, in hostels or whatever. Housing. There's loads of houses out there. Loads of houses lying idle and dirty. Come up with an idea even. Yeah. Say in a family. And you repeat, a three-bedroom gap. That needs doing up. Let them move into it. Give them a fucking reason to have, put a home around themselves. Yeah, let them, let them, yeah, we, make it habitable, but let them do it up themselves. Give them the reason. Put their own twist on You know, put their own stamp on a house. Rather than saying, oh, we've loads of gas that we can't do up. Let people move into them and do it up and give them a grant to do it. Do you know what they should do, me? There should be a tax on a building that's lying down yeah. over a certain it should, amount of time. It should, be, it should be taken over. Yeah. So it if you're a landlord and you're sitting there with a building that, like, boarded yeah. up or closed up, you should be paying an extra tax, say that's idle for, I don't know, say six months, six months, probably a bit too aggressive, say a year. If that building's lying there a year untouched, 
you should have to pay a tax on that. Yeah, head. tax or else it's confiscated. Yeah, yeah. or something like that. You yeah, know? exactly. Because yeah. so technically like, we're in a crisis, a homeless crisis. We're not in a serious yeah. homeless crisis. But what gets me is the amount of places that are boarded up. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Everywhere. You know, flat complexes that are apparently marked for demolition. There's fucking homeless people that need homes. Stop building fucking car parks and fancy pants fucking gobshite restaurants that nobody can afford to go to anymore. Do you get me? Oh, the other thing is the cash cow that's student accommodation, yeah? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I started that's college. Where the bread is for in, them. I started college in 2012, right? And there was a, a crisis then for student accommodation. They saw that five years later. They started. There was student accommodation complexes popping yeah, up all everywhere. over the Yeah. Anyone who was in that crisis when I started college. Had graduated. Yeah. So they, for fair play to every single one of them who managed to graduate, because I knew young, so I went to college with young and they were staying in hostels. Yeah. Because they couldn't handle the commute. No. They were commuting up three hours a day from the country to go back down. You come up, uh, your lecture would be cancelled and you'd have to go back down the country oh, three hours. So fucking hell, so that's rough. If that's you look at if you look at the student accommodation, I live on top of Bladen, two of them now. Two of them. When I look out my window, there's uh, students look in my gaff from two different directions. Fifteen hundred euro a month that are getting off these foreign students because uh, they usually get a grant from their own government to come over so they don't mind paying it or you have uh, other students paying it but 1500 euro a month for a two semesters it's about what eight months whatever yeah. then you have a new rotation of students coming in so it's a cash cow no one, mind, no one minds paying it no one minds paying that for eight months of the year uh, because next year there's a new crop of students coming in yeah so it's sustainable that way but like, you know what I mean? You have these luxury complexes, oh, there's gyms, there's cinemas in them, this, that, and you're like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not living, you know? Yeah. So, you know, the they're like, oh, yeah. there's, there's a crisis there's a for student accommodation. But it's not even that. You can tell, you can tell they put that in to bump the premium yeah. up on the rent because it's just students coming in and out. Exactly. And taking the bread and butter out of the man around the corner. They're not building the, but even if you took the, the label of student accommodation off it, these are not places that are livable for families because the yeah. dorms there's one sitting room and then there's like eight individual rooms yeah. then with a bed and a toilet and like that's yeah which is like a hostel you know so yeah. i've been in these student accommodations and so not something you're going to raise your kids in so it's just a, a an easy win for a it's landlord an or a developer so we have a serious problem with homelessness and as well touching back to make what you were saying about the services letting them down when people look at homeless people they probably say like oh, look at that junkie I wonder why he has no house, he's strung out. It's not like that. These people are suffering with mental... That's another stigma that needs, yeah, exactly. that needs yeah, to be addressed. Think, he's homeless, he must be on drugs. Yeah, yeah in the States... so many In the times. States, they're starting to handle him a, a lot better now because they're looking at people and they're saying, that homeless fella there, shouting at himself on the road, he's shouting at himself because he's probably demented. Yeah. yeah. He has mental you know, issues. Before, I, just, I, say, I say it every day in town. Yeah. Every time I'm in town, you'll see something walk past him, give it out to himself, they're having that, and you're looking... Poor bastard. Yeah, so he was let yeah, down by the system. You know, That's yeah. what happened there. So we need to look at that. So these people have uh, mental issues. They have physical issues, not just financial issues. Yeah. And then, There's so throwing keys to a house at them is not just going to solve the problem. No. If they're actually looking, lucky enough to get keys thrown at them. Yeah, so we have a, a serious strip down of a system that we need, need to address. Help. And same with the mental health kind of thing. Um... Most GPs are just out here take them tablets to be grand. Yeah. Bollocks. Tablets make it fucking worse. Um, worse. Yeah, so listen. The homelessness is an absolute joke. And Mick, I know you'll have a, a song dedicated to the homeless show. So tell us about this song before you get into yeah, it. Yeah, just before you get in. It was, it was uh, 
the homeless song came about, I was just, I was there one day, I was busking, and I had a good whopping crowd around me. Where is this now? On Henry Street. Yeah. And a good, and it was freezing, it was in November. I mean, I mean it was absolutely positive. But before I had started busking, I had seen this chap, and I was yapping away to him. Poor bastard. His shoes got robbed in the hostel he was in, brand new pair of as he had got robbed. No shoes, sitting there, freezing his nuts off. Sorry to put it across, I think that's something I wanted to mention as well. Just because there's hostels out there and they beds, people are choosing not to sleep in hostels because Same. there's people being robbed, there's people dying in hostels. Are you actually safe or sleeping on the streets in the freezing cold, soaking wet pouring rain? Yeah, they would. Some people would prefer it because that's the way it is. And so sorry I, I, was, I was singing away and I kind of just, I, I seen <coughs> and it was the afternoon before I was singing. And I had one of the lads arrived and I says to one, I gave the boys a few quid, I says, yeah. What? Got sent him one of my mates down to pennies to get him a pair of runners and all the whole fucking that. He was taking his time, you know. So people were just ignoring this chap, sitting there freezing with a poxy old blanket that he wouldn't even give a dog around him, shivering, and just to make people kind of pay attention and take heed of the chap. I started. I haven't got a little pen. I don't have it with me today, so this is a manual homeless son. So I do it different. But um, I started to do kind of this. And they thought it was gorillas, you know what I mean? Gorillas can't eat it. But it wasn't. Because I made them stop and listen. And realise that I wasn't singing a gorilla song. Because I went, he's fucking homeless. He's human too. He's no different than anyone of you. Just your negative attitude that makes a poor man down when he's feeling blue. He's fucking homeless. He's feeling bad, he gets sunshine. In the 20 bag he's not used to but That's so wrong, the future It's coming on, it's coming on It's coming on, it's coming on It's coming on, the future You see the man, he's standing on the street A cup in his hand, no shoes on his feet He's looking for the order for something to eat Won't somebody please just help him See the girl, she's standing on the bridge She's selling her home to put the food in her fridge She wants the best for all three kids Won't somebody please just help them They're fucking homeless, get a human too They're no different than anyone of you Just a negative attitude The principal man down when he's feeling blue He's fucking homeless, yeah he's feeling bad He gets sunshine in the 20 bag He's not useless that's so wrong, the future is coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, it's coming on, the future. It's no man who's not standing on the street. Didn't get the help that he needed. He's fucking homeless, he's human too.
hashtag stop homelessness in Dublin. Yes, as I said, build the fucking statue of this man. He's a fucking legend. That's unbelievable, Mick. Unbelievable. It was just, and the amount of people that kind of stopped and went, holy fuck. Mm. Like, and acknowledge the fact that this man was standing there with no shoes on his feet. Yeah, now, wasn't just a Mouse making up his song that yeah. I wrote. You know what I mean? This man had no fucking shoes on his feet. He wanted money. He was asking people, and people are just looking at him. So it made them feel bad about it. Yeah, humanized In a way that only made them realise that, don't do it. And I was just watching as people were walking over and just giving them money. Yeah. And offering them a man nailed down and give him a few smokes. You know, it was nice. And then this woman arrived over about 20 minutes later with pennies by and put it beside him. You know, and it was nice to see that they had realised that there's more shit going on than some fucker singing Raglan Road in the middle of fucking Henry Street. Yeah. There's real shit going on. Not to get him, don't get me wrong. I do bust him for a living, but that man needed more money than I did that day. You know, and the fact that I did it, got him up on his feet, got his shoes on his feet, still floating around town, Still see him every so often, but you know it's nice, oh, and he never forgets it. Yeah, he brought his girlfriend to see me one day, and his ma and his sister to say that I was the bloke that got him off the street that sang that song one day and made people. And that amount of money that he made that day enabled him to go and get himself a nice tent. Now we he bought a tent there with the money. He used his head bought a tent. Fucking all good stuff. Found a nice little spot. I'm still homeless for a while. And then I found out that he's after meeting this girl and she was after taking him in and fucking getting him back with his family and all. Brand new shampoo. Happy days. The chap is... You love the You know, and, and it's fucking nice like to say that. He, and he still comes to me and say, I see him and he ignore, every time he acknowledges the fact that I did that for him like, and just made people realise that through one song you could make a big fucking difference because yeah. like as I said what happened like 60 people standing there 60, 70 people maybe less maybe more I don't know but made them realise that you know it's life too short and over that next few days certain people that were in that crowd were approaching me saying you made us realise a big difference you know and You'd see, I still see them certain few people still coming into town helping homeless people and going to certain homeless people would see around Henry Street or whatever. Changing minds. You know what I mean? Looking out for them and making sure they're all right and buying them a cup of tea or a breakfast roll or a bleed. Pair of socks. Pair of socks to a homeless, homeless man, I'll tell you. But make somebody's day for a nice pair of clean socks. Dry socks. You know, and a pair of shoes. Just feet are the most important thing to a homeless man. Your feet are bollocks you can because you spend most of your day walking around. So your feet are fucked. You can't walk around, so you have to sit all day. Imagine that. Imagine having to just sit and waiting to go into a hostel. You know, and uh, the way that the homeless people are able to come and go in the hostels now because of COVID, 
Don't change that. Don't kick them out at fucking half eight in the morning and say, I ain't coming back in till half eight tonight. Like, walk around town all day. Like. Look out for them. Do what they're doing for them now, just because of the pandemic on. Just when the pandemic is over, we're going to forget about homeless people again. No, we're not. There's still homeless people on their streets right now, in a pandemic. When nobody's supposed to be on the streets, there's people sleeping on them. Blake's my fucking heart to see the amount of them tents down Henry Street and Mary Street now. Look at them. Shot. Do you know what's even worse, mate, when you see them getting took, uh, yeah. throughout, yeah. throughout, like, yeah. someone, that's someone's house, yeah. livelihood. I've seen that video of, of the chap's tent getting taken, getting put in the back of the council fucking bin truck. You know what I mean? And you could see the council fella didn't want to do it. But the coppers were screaming at him, get rid of that, you know what I mean? I couldn't. When you see the video, and he said, look, you see certain videos and you'll see, they'll only be certain clips. When you will see this full video of this chap wondering what's going on. And you could hear what the fuck's going on here, look. You see him taking that man's fucking tent, wrapping it up in a ball and fucking it away, look. And then expecting a decent fucking Dublin City Council fella and I knew the chap that had to do this, and I probably fucking hard to do it, to wrap that tent up. Now, he did it as best he could not to damage it. He would. And, you know, but he was informed that the bigger truck was coming and he had to put it into that bigger truck. But that chap had to do his job, although he didn't want to do it. Yeah. But it's a disgrace. But that's the thing. This is what I was saying about that song. So that song made people realise it humanised the homeless man. So... You'd see it every day, well, obviously before the pandemic, you'd walk through town, Henry Street, you'd be packed thousands of people walking, and there's someone, it's like they're embedded into the into the ground, they're part of the furniture, part of the people are walking by them. And the only way, what really pissed me off, the only way that homeless people actually get attention was if they had a dog with them. Yeah. People would come over, oh, look at that dog. Oh, yeah. 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 You're looking at a fucking dog, there's oh, a right human the, person right sitting the there. Yeah. They care more a fuck about an epoxy dog than they did about Exactly, the there's a dog yeah. sitting there and they're feeding the dog and you're walking past the human being sitting beside them. Do you know like that? Yeah. So your songs had to bring attention to that. Uh, anyone else who thinks that our oh, homelessness isn't that big of a deal and the numbers are being glamorous, take a walk down Grand Canal. Yeah. There's fu- it's like electric picnic down there. Yeah. There's tents everywhere. It's a fucking joke it's, down there. Honestly, yeah. it's, it's, it's sickening. It's on your stomach. I'd love to when this whole thing is over. Challenge anyone that has the balls. Now this, this is right. This right now. Right, right, here we go. Right. Here is where I make when this pandemic is over, <laughs> when this pandemic is over, I'm going to challenge 10 people to spend a weekend in Dublin with me homeless. And I mean homeless, without a pot to piss in. So when we meet, we hand over our phones. We hand over every single shilling of cash we have. And we spend the whole weekend in the city of Dublin homeless. Anybody up for a challenge, hit me fucking up. The homeless challenge. Spend a full weekend with me in Dublin as a homeless person and see how do you the have live. Terence has had to give me a signal there as if to say, will we do it? And <laughs> I'm fucking sick of my dog in my mouth. Cause well, it, Mick <coughs> would have to wait till he comes on the talk and bollocks podcast do something like this, but don't threaten us with a little challenge so like look, that. We'll have to. Count yeah. us Very in. Good. So anybody willing to challenge to, to sign up for this challenge, hit me up. We need seven more with three of us here. We've three, we need seven more. But doesn't matter where you're from, who you are, watch it. If you want to spend a weekend homeless, and it means homeless, I mean absolutely fuck all. What we eat, we have to fucking get. And I don't mean your mates coming down and throwing you a sneaky Mars bar either. 
Look, I mean serious. We're gonna if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it. We'll we'll make an allowance. We will generally. Or, or we'll, we'll sit. We will sit down. We'll figure it out. Shine a light on it. You know what I mean? Why not? We will. Fucking, I will strap a fucking gal cam on me for the whole week. I was going to say to Mick, like, about you know taking I mean? the phones, I'd, I'd like to have the phones to record all of this. I'd love to, I'd love know, to record and, the weekend as homeless. And, and document the reaction we get, the reasons we get. Look, I gladly shave my head and shave my beard off so I don't look like me and people don't recognise me. Do you get me? Just to see and prove to people that it's not fucking easy. I guarantee you half of them will tap out by Saturday morning. Guarantee it. We've had we've at least four tap outs by Saturday morning. Six between six and seven o'clock Saturday morning we'll have four or five tap outs. I'm telling you, and it's 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 not easy. It's fucking hard. And I mean it's fucking hard being homeless. It's not just a matter of I'll ring the free phone and I'll get a hostel and I'll fucking I'm talking finding somewhere to sleep, hunkering down for the night. Find them what way you need to survive. I, I, I'll look, I'll go in just as best I can, but I've been there and now it's like, it's fucking scary. You know when you're a kid and the light goes out? You know when it gets pitch black in Dublin? You hear all the sounds of the city. You don't know where they're coming from. It's not nice. And you, you're waking every 10 seconds or you're sleeping with one eye open. Because you can't actually sleep with one fucking eye open. I learned it. You know what I mean? But, if anyone's up for the challenge, let's do it. Don't and we'll raise money, we'll raise money, we'll pick a certain, we'll pick a homeless charity, we'll do something, we'll do it. I, I have a, 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 like, a full respect for, for, for a lot of the, 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 the ones going around, putting that time and effort into it, you know, but, yeah, challenge. Spend shout out to the inner city helping the homeless. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to the inner city helping the homeless. Legend. But, um, yeah, um, what do I follow that up with? <laughs> listen, make half of that in. I don't give a bollocks. Yeah. Now, listen, nice Mick, you're not the slag we should be tapping out with. with no, no. no. But well, no, look, I'm not going to tap out, mate. Nah, no, listen, Terrence, boy, Terrence is now my bottling shit. Well, yeah, as you say, did that, and I said, and I said, you heard the hammers. There you go, that's what we'll, we'll do for. Yeah, well, there we go. We'll get that up and running the second this. Well, look at, I'll say the second the government get their act together. Should, they can't well, even get their act together, we're homeless. Once so. we, can, we can properly do it. Yeah. You know, without being blah, 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 blah. We, we, we'll, we'll approach this, the, the, the bleeding, the guard, and say, look, this is what we're doing. But no, then that's, that's taking the fucking fact that we might get shit out of the coppers away from us, isn't it? Yeah. So no, fuck that, we'll tell fucking no <laughs> well, well, you know, yeah, don't blame. Really, no, you're not so many people. Listen to this piece. We'll, 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 we'll be going live. We'll be walking out. We'll be going live at various stages throughout yeah. the day. We'll keep, we'll keep um, documents and, and, and people can talk and how they're feeling and how it's making them feel. And we'll, we'll pull something together. Look. Um, we'll work it. Mark Doyle, if you're listening, uh, we might need your video skills. Thanks, Bob. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll put it together. We'll, 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 we'll put it. What it's, what it's actually like to be fucking homeless in Dublin and it's not easy. Right, come on mate. I've seen various videos of you on YouTube and I think that's where everyone knows you from. Yeah, Mick yeah. the Bus got on YouTube and yeah. the viral sensation. What is your favourite song to perform? <clears throat> My favourite song? Am I at the point on the spot here? No. Hallelujah. Always has been, always will be. I had the pleasure of singing with Leonard Cohen before he died. 
Poske singing one of his songs. And I looked up and I, I literally nearly played and like the goose that laid the golden egg. It was nearly that. I was like, what the fuck? But I had the pleasure of singing with him. And I always, it was just, Hallelujah is one of them songs for me. It just, it's just nice. It means a lot to me in a song sense. It's a beautiful song to sing and I just love singing it. And saying, saying sense, like that, Hallelujah made a couple of, was it last year? Was the year before? 2019, I think. I was, I was on Grafton Street. I was homeless, actually, yeah, I was. And I was having a shit day and I ended up, I actually met another busker and he asked me to sing with him. And I did and I sang Hallelujah. And as I started it, there was loads of people sitting watching me. And Oh yeah, I said here, you know what, I've been walking around all day, I'm gonna sing this song, but I was like, I'd like to sit down, does anybody care to join me? And everyone just sat in the middle of Grafton Street, you know? And it's one of them songs that it, it, it's a long song, so you know it's 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 you know, we'll go here. <coughs> but you know, you hear it and there's loads of versions. Yeah. You know. I love, there's loads of fair. Uh, I just love fair assembly. There was a secret chord. They were playing and it pleased the Lord. You don't even care. For I knew you. You know, it, it's, it's, it sounds like that. Well, I died. When that, when that, see that CD? Well, I have a CD called Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, mate. Oh, we forgot the fucking He gave us two CDs for myself and Terence. Just yeah. for all the future guests. He's better come with fucking gifts. Come with gifts but, for the uh, boys, the, yeah? <laughs> the version of Hallelujah that's actually on that CD is possibly the best I've ever sang. And I, I never watch my own videos. I never listen to the shit I record until... I sat down and I listened to that. And for two full days, I listened to that CD from start to finish. That's my proudest achievement. That's only my camera. Yeah, there's, there's three songs I've written myself on. And the rest are just songs I love to sing. You know, and Hallelujah to me is just, it's one of them songs. It can never be overdone. Do you get me? You know, you'll hear people singing. I love when people put weird twists to songs, but I just like that simple little, you know, and it's nice when you, when you ring it out or you're playing somewhere and somebody will say, can you play Hallelujah? Yes, oh, you fucking can. You know? <laughs> and it happens, and it's lovely. There's loads of versions, but the simple ones are always better. Same with, you know, John Lennon Imagine. It's actually on your guitar now. So That's the reason why it's there. If I had to uh, now there'd be a there'd be a serious fight over which one of these songs, if I had to give one up. If I was told I was never allowed to sing either one of these songs, I'd have to I don't know, man. I don't. I'd, <laughs> You're I'd, passionate, I'd, aren't you? I'd, 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 there'd be a Kalashnikov situation, like you know, you're not letting me sing either song. I'd I'd I'd, I'd man, it'd be a horrible one. This happens to be when you talk to people and you hear them about they ask their favourite song, this comes up a lot. 
But the reason this means a lot to me is because it means something to somebody I give a shit about. This is Leon's favourite song as well. She's a big John Lennon fan. And when somebody you care about tells you that their favourite song is that, and you realise that's my favourite song as well. <laughs> so every time I perform, imagine, she's in my head. You know what I mean? Because, well, I'll have had no reason to smile every day. And music just can't be here for me sometimes. Imagine there's no heaven. Stay in bed for three days and not do anything like they did. <laughs> but that, 
Something like that. That's why. That's why I'm getting that club. That's why I used to always say to me, Do you want to just stay in bed all day and have a John Lennon day? I love shouting at lyrics. I love giving on my pages. I love saying, Can we have your opinion on this? You know, and choice is going to tell me. No, no, it doesn't matter if he hurts me feelings. Some days he calls me a prick. Some days he calls me a... <laughs> we all got to make trust me. Like, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's it's the, it's the fucking little things that matter to me when it comes to her and me and life. And I don't give a shit what life comes and what life brings as long as I have her by my side. I have her back, she has mine, you know what I mean? Like... Like, tandem on the long range, or I suppose, like... Bonnie and Clive. F- f- <laughs> fuck, fuck with me, she's gonna rip your head off. Fuck with her and... You're gonna smack a bit of hard in the back of the well, face. Yeah, look, El Cabon, look at man out of the wrestling, remember him? <laughs> the happy tongue man, kablooey across the back of the floggy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> fuck that, and I won't even be saying sorry. <laughs> right, um, well... Yeah. Well, I know... I know we're not getting the whole set out, you know, mate, but it's, you can't not get you to sing the old triangle. Before we finish it up, it's been an <coughs> absolute cracker. Oh, yeah. Now, this is, this, this is, this is the reason. Oh, the guitar's out like that. But, uh, <laughs> now, this song, I have a couple of versions, but this... Give us the best one. <laughs> I love playing this song. It's kind of... <coughs> and then people were asking me, boy, what way do I play on the guitar and all that. It was nice that people wanted it to learn my version. Yeah. And the video that's up on, on, on you know, there's people that are saying it's the, the definitive version of the old triangle for them and for the rest of their lives. And the amount of people that this, this song is... Because you can hear it ringing out down the streets, you know what I mean?
Now money's worth down the nick and it cost us a fortune. Yeah. 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 I got coffee and the Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what he <laughs> got. <laughs> <laughs> lovely to have you. Thanks for having me, boys. No, it's no, been nice. lovely to be here. It's an absolute pleasure. And, uh, in advance, thanks to everyone for watching and listening. Um, and supporting the boys. Because the lads are doing a stand-up fucking job. Talking bollocks podcast. You, have, you can't be... And listen to the jingle and tell your man who sent it. <laughs> well, come here, Mick. Where's the best place for people to find your Facebook? Facebook, Instagram, Bleeding, YouTube, Twitter, and even on that for the post comes. It's all, <laughs> it's all Mick DeBusca, Mick McLaughlin. My Facebook page is Mick McLaughlin, DeBusca official. So, in case there's any bougies out there pretending to be me, trying to rip you off. Um, Make the busker all across the board. Hashtag makes the make the busker. You video me in town. Hashtag make the busker. You see your mash out and see look at make the busker like. Sell me. Yeah. Well, statue. I'm available for bookings, for parties, for Hanukkahs if you're home in a pack of ham. Confirmations, twenty fourths. Yeah, that's if you're home in a pack of ham and you feel like somebody's somebody else. Yeah. I'm sure we can come up with a. If someone's opening an envelope, get the man a show. Just give me a show. We do weddings. We'll do everything. You know. And I've no doubt, mate. When everything opens back up, you've no, you've no shortage of silvers there. No, I love, I'd love to see us. I can't wait to see us all back in town. Come and pass me in Henry Street. Give me the love that I, 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 I miss. I know I've been doing my live shows and all, and I'm getting the love off people, but you know that hoif wave or somebody might come that out and give me a Yeah. It's just, it's nice. So, thanks for the support. Thanks for being so fucking rapid for me, you know, and, and just having me back. And, and Mick, thanks for know, fucking coming in, mate. <laughs> thanks for having me, boys, and God bless. Thank Stay you. safe. Thanks, thanks very much. Sign off on all my Facebook point. Me post is almighty love from the Mecca. Here we go. That's a wrap. Right, see you next week, folks. Kinda take us out there. The hip knocker.